Good morning. Hey, man. What's up? What's up? Well, we know what's up. Oh, we know what's up. Fly, eagle, fly. fly. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know how hard it is. Jordan knows how hard it is for me to say that. Um, in case some shifters aren't aware, I'm a very loyal Giants fan. We were recording this post-Super Bowl. Yeah, I guess uh, if you don't get that, you're not a big football fan. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> but yes, this is post-Super Bowl episode, and uh, the the great Tom Brady has been dethroned. Dethroned? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't mad at the game. I thought it was actually a decent game. I think game was I, good. I feel like the Eagles won it the way the Giants would have won it if they were in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl. That's true. Um, but they're not the Giants, though. <laughs> it's just I kind of hate both teams, and uh, yeah, I mean that's that was, the weird. Thing. So it, different to the who wins this game. Exactly, like it's like you know if you have a game where like uh, you know like last year who was it uh, the Falcons right were playing the right. Patriots. I had no problem being like, yeah, Falcons, let's go. Like, cause you know, like I don't care. Like, but I hate the Eagles, man. They're in the Giants <laughs> division. Like, <laughs> you know, I can't root for them, but. Right. I also don't want to root for uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots. So it was very, it was like Sophie's choice, man. It was very, it was crazy. Yeah. I've never put, been put in that situation before. I feel like Tom Brady is going to, there's a good, there's a, to me, there's a strong possibility that he'll be back in the Super Bowl again next year. Yeah, I think so, probably. It's like guys <laughs> like that, they, they're going to dwell on this for the entire year. Exactly. Like just, just the look on his face is the type of guy that, <laughs> you know, chews tobacco gum and, <laughs> and, and, and 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 you know it takes time to stare at himself in the mirror and really reflect on it each and every day. <laughs> You've been watching that Tom Brady documentary eh, series. <laughs> <laughs> it looks, it sounds like. I actually watched two episodes of that uh, because I had heard some some like uh, I, I guess like some Boston or Massachusetts like local radio guy that Tom Brady would, like, come on every, like, Monday and, like, do, like, you know, he'd come on for, like, a segment. Uh, apparently, he, like, said something disparaging about uh, Brady's daughter in, like, this docuseries that he's doing online. And uh, so, like, Tom Brady was like, you know, I, I don't know if I can come on your show anymore. And it was, like, this whole thing. And I had heard about it. And I was like, what? Now I got to watch this. And apparently, like, his daughter in the first episode's like, I'm like, Daddy, do something. And the guy was like, his daughter was being a snot-nosed brat. And I was kind of like, all right, like, did he have to say that? No, but, like, is that, like, the worst thing? It's not like, you know. <laughs> it was just kind of a joke. Yeah, I mean. Tom Brady looks like a serial killer, if you think about it. He does look like a serial killer. He yeah. looks like uh, he looks like Dahmer, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. I don't know. Maybe. Huh? Um, but that's why I think he'll be, you know, dwelling on this for the entire Because he's got year. that serial killer yeah, mentality. he's got that killer look. He you fixates. Know. <laughs> you know, he's probably, like, while Giselle's outside of the bathroom or while she's, like, you know, fixing the linens and stuff. And uh, he, he's probably going to be, like, in his bathtub, like, you know, like yelling at himself. Like, <laughs> You're a winner, Tom. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. You can see what Gis do winners do, Tom? <laughs> see, you can hear Giselle like, are you talking to yourself again, Tom? <laughs> Giselle's like, oh, I'm like yeah. I know, right? <laughs> uh, this is why I wanted him to win this exactly. football again. <laughs> it's funny because uh, if you didn't watch the game, there was this like 
<laughs> they, there was this crazy play where like uh, Tom Brady handed the ball off. It was kind of like kind of like a flea flicker, and they threw it to Tom Brady, yep. and he missed the catch. And then later, Foles made this very similar play, made the catch for a touchdown on the Eagles. Uh, and immediately we were like, "Oh, this is gonna be memes," and it was like all over the internet. Uh, and it's been incredible. Like the <laughs> first, like just last night, like I put up like the, somebody did one of him like missing the catch, but it's the Super Bowl trophy. <laughs> like, and I'm just like, I can, I can, I can picture Tom Brady at home, just like, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no, he, yeah, he's probably playing that over and over yeah. again. Although, I mean, I'm sure he's not crying about it. Like, yeah, he probably is. Damn, Jordan, he probably is. Or he's yeah, if he's not crying, like. He he's he's gonna be in therapy like this this you know, Tuesday. I think you're right. I think uh, he seems like the type of guy that like would shed a tear over this. Like, you know, I mean, maybe that shed a tear, but he's like lying in bed right now. No, he shed a tear. Face no. down. He's probably <laughs> face down. You know. Yeah. Giselle looking at him. <laughs> you know. I love your take on their life. Yeah, no, <laughs> like right. Giselle's reactions to Tom's. She's probably the strong one in this relationship. Oh, right, right I, I have no right, doubt right she's now. a strong one in the relationship. I think right. period. But. Period. <laughs> and when he's not losing the Super Bowl, they're just neutral. Yeah, exactly. Right? They're just completely neutral. Uh, yeah, so... And the relationship's defined <laughs> by the Super Bowl. You know, I'm going to send you... Uh, I'll send you some links to this docuseries he's doing. It's pretty... F- I think you, you'd ha- get a kick out of it just because it's like... You know, it's kind of just like self-promotion bullshit, but it, parts of it are a little... But when is Tom Brady not... Like, this thing is that he has no personality, right? Not really, but it's like... it's it's, it's the, the series is really like him being like, this is how I win. I yeah, watch like, I watch film. Oh my god! And I uh, I train <laughs> the sign the signs of a guy that's either right. a sociopath, right, or right. has no personality, or both. And I don't eat any nightshades. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. We had a whole conversation about nightshades. Tom Brady's yeah, nightshades. Yeah. Basically, but. any like what for, like first world foods, <laughs> first world foods, foods that uh, food. uh, Catholic immigrant groups brought over. Exactly, uh, <laughs> that's is a, nightshade. That's actually specifically why Tom Brady doesn't eat it it's because right. the Catholics brought. Right. <laughs> as, as a Boston, as a Bostonian, as a Bostonian, um, uh, is he is he even a Boston? I don't, I don't know. Where even, he's I don't from. know. I, I should. Have, you know what I do know though. I know he he's played white. for the great Michigan Wolverines. That I do know. Okay, so he's pretty white. He is, but like, uh, like, like pretty white. <laughs> what? Oh, Tom Brady, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you didn't have to tell us that. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I'm. Just, a, I, I happen to root for the Wolverines through weird circumstances. Not weird circumstances. I I grew up in New York, and we have no college teams. So, like one day, I picked a hat when I was a kid, and now I'm a Wolverines fan. Yeah, no, it's the same reason I I, I root for the Kentucky Wildcats in um, NCAA. <laughs> Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah, it's so random. Allie's gonna be upset. She's a Northwestern. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> those little Wildcats, you should be rooting for. I should be, but unfortunately, I I not. don't. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, no, so, uh, but you know what, you want to know what, there were some pretty uh, decent and some pretty awful commercials during the Super Bowl, which were uh, a little entertaining. We got the uh, solo trailer, which was, Ooh, yeah. it's so funny because it's like, it's very much a teaser, right? There's like nothing, there. like you don't know anything about the story, but it's kind of cool to yeah, see, man. I, 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 some people cool. are like up in arms about skinny Chewbacca, but 
I'm like, yeah, I know it's years, years so earlier. I put on some poundage. You, you know? know, years <laughs> earlier, he didn't have the turkey neck yet. You know, <laughs> the turkey neck. You know, the the the, the taco meat wasn't quite quite there yet. <laughs> the you know, taco just... meat. <laughs> uh, I was. Uh, <laughs> He's old taco meat. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> right? Literally old taco. Old taco. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I noticed that I thought was interesting was, and probably clever on their part, was for this first teaser, they don't really show you uh, Han. Right. right. It's just kind of like brief glimpses right. of him. Right. And I kind of thought that was clever because they know that like sort of people seeing um, – Harrison Ford not in that role is right. going to be like a little jarring. And they know obviously the next trailer is going to have to show it, but they figure like give him a little taste of this. Like it's Han Solo, but you know, could still be, it could still be Harrison Ford. It could not yeah, be no, Harrison Ford, right? So. But we definitely know Childish Gambino will be Lando Calrissian. Oh yeah, he was like boom front boom, and center. Boom, front you know what center. I kind of like was that like fur coat he had <laughs> in the trailer. It was kind of cool, yeah. But Alden, uh, Aaron Reich, I can't. I always forget how to say his last name, but he he's gonna be the new Han Solo, and I actually like him as an actor a lot, man. He was in um, <clears throat> uh, Hail Caesar with mm-hmm. uh, the Coen Brothers film, and I loved him in that. Dude, yeah. I remember a friend of mine. Uh, I went to see it with a friend of mine, and we both came out like, "Who is that guy?" Like he was the guy in the movie right. that we were like, he was great. Right. So, and then he like shortly after got cast as Han, which I thought was cool. Yeah. I remember when I saw he was on the short list, I was like, "Please." So I think it'll be cool. Right. I mean, I'm kind of. I know most people are kind of hating on the um, solo movie after like them changing directors and stuff. Right, but right. Kind of looking forward to it. Uh. And then we had, uh, let's continue with the commercials here. Yeah, Dave Harbour and all these Tide commercials. I loved it. He man. was a star, I think. He, look, low key, I think he was a star of the Super Bowl. And oh, yeah, man. Because it just like every like other commercial break, he popped up in like a short Tide ad. <laughs> like, they, were, they were clever. They were clever. Yeah, ads, they were. You know. And then we had our Eli and. Oh, yeah. He, the, <laughs> Odell the, other Beckham. Star, the other star of it was Eli and. Odell Beckham <laughs> doing a uh, dirty dancing during dirty dancing. Uh, but I guess what'll be <laughs> the most talked about or controversial will be the Dodge Ram, Dodge Ram MLK speech. What was your take on it? You <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> could give us that little act. <laughs> Joseph, so Jordan, uh, when this right after this commercial, I was here. with Joe. Yeah, we watched the Super, the Super Bowl, Bowl together, and um, he did his basically like his. In the ad room, like discuss like what was happening in the well. <laughs> I, first of all, the ad opens up with like on this day, like fifty years ago, right? <laughs> and they start playing a speech from Martin Luther King Jr. And then they start showing you this montage of imagery that's like very like positive, but it's very like service oriented. So you don't know what to take what to make of it. So right. there's like these images of like firefighters rescuing people there's images of babies being born there's images right. of like you know this, these all-american construction imagery. workers, construction workers right yeah. like uh, basically everything that um we talk about here on the AM show, exactly but we kind of poke fun at it a little bit right. and then it ends with like you know a, a dodge pick you know a dodge ram pickup truck right <laughs> And the message is buy cars, right? <laughs> 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 but then he was like, the, so this speech is about service. <laughs> right, <laughs> about yeah, well, service. I think my whole thing was just like, can you imagine like 
the the executives in the room like like all of them like you could, this creative director just like okay so this is what we're gonna do okay we're gonna take this speech by one of history one of american Amer- one of america's greatest national icons and heroes right and we're gonna insert it on this date right in honor of the 50 year anniversary and what we're gonna do is we're gonna add imagery of American bravery and heroism that relates and connects to Martin Luther King Jr. as national hero and icon. <laughs> and at the end of it, we're going to put in the car. Right? <laughs> and at the end, and the car rolls in. The car, and at the end, the car rolls in. And I can only imagine the number of white faces in that meeting <laughs> that nodded and were just like, yes. <laughs> yes. And that the slow clap started. The slow clap, right. right, right. <laughs> um, problematic probably yes right? <laughs> um think? but it i think what's glaring is that this is it's like exactly a joke that chris rock or dave Chappelle probably made in the 1990s right. about how i remember there was one particular one that chris rock had in his book right he had this book called a rock this that i would encourage everyone to read where he was saying that like martin luther king jr day like in general is now used to like it's like you know it's like another national another like national holiday right, right. So, you know, it's like you're going to hear like radio ads like on this Martin Luther King Jr. Day at Bay Ridge Honda, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like now, but now you're watching a Super Bowl ad Uh during Black History Month where the message of it is like, (laughs) it's it's like, (laughs) like, come get a big screen. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Get a pickup truck, you know, and one thing I brought up, too, is that if you, you know, consider the history of like the Detroit um, automobile industry. There are a lot of things that took place in in Michigan, <laughs> like that where Tom Martin Brady played, played college, college ball. ball. <laughs> um, that Martin Luther King Jr. was probably vehemently against. Exactly. Right? Um, so, on top of that, like even just the whole, like these acts of valor and courage. Right. <laughs> like, you know, I think that was a different type of courage and valor when it came to the civil rights movement that they were thinking about. You know, or at least he was thinking about when he wrote that, right. gave that speech. Yeah, I'm just, take. you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's in your head, it's just like, yo, this guy made this speech 50 years ago to encourage people to do the right thing. And now right. it's being used to sell cars. To, to, to encourage people to back a, a movement and a cause. And now it's like. Right. And, and not like. By Dodge Ram. <laughs> exactly. Not like an environmentally safe vehicle. Not right. something that was like. A gas guzzler. Like, like, a gas guzzler vehicle that guys. That, that, uh, that mostly white men drive. Right, right, that, that transport wood from like place <laughs> <Yeah>. to place. <laughs> right. It's transport wood. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I just remember, like, I was watching it, and I was kind of, like, not super shocked, because, like, obviously, they, I don't think they're above doing it. You were watching it, and you're like, all right, I already know Jordan, what Jordan's going to say. <laughs> oh, you were the first thing <laughs> that popped in my head. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, by the end of it, I was kind of like, maybe I want to dodge Rand. Uh, yes, I guess that's the, that was the craziest, uh, commercial. And then, uh, the Doritos ones were kind of cool too. Yeah, those are pretty, yeah, those are pretty cool. It's good to see Buster in the spotlight again. Yeah. (laughs) And Peter Dinklage and Morgan Freeman and giving each other pounds. That's right. It was Ice and Fire, man, which is also a play on Game of Thrones. Thrones, yep. Yeah. Clever Doritos. (laughs) Yeah, we see what you did there. Clever. We see what you did there. Um... 
Was there any other like outrageous? You know what I actually watched? I missed when we were watching the game, but I I went back and uh, saw it online. Uh, the Mission Impossible trail was great. Oh yeah. I yeah. I don't know what I was doing. Like maybe I was like you know face deep in uh, buffalo chicken dip or something. When I was playing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I watched it for the first time after the Super Bowl, and uh, I thought it was great. Yeah, looked awesome. Yeah. And then we also got, oh, this was a very funny moment. So they show the uh, trailer for the new uh, Cloverfield movie. Yep. And we're and we're like getting very excited. Oh, uh, like this kind of looks cool. And then at the end, when the Netflix just pops in, Jordan and I looked at each other and we were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, man, Netflix has got us, man. Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> we saw that logo come up and we were just like kids in a fucking candy shop. Yeah, I know. It's interesting with Netflix, though, because so there is a Harvard Business Review article, which we'll share when we post this episode. Right, Jordan, our listeners don't read Harvard, Harvard Business Review. I know, right? They read the New York Daily News, <laughs> cr- primarily the crime section. <laughs> they want to know what's happening in their backyard of, of uh, Bath Avenue, Brooklyn. Bath Avenue. Right? Continue. Harvard right. Business Review. No, there was an article about um, data-driven like analytics as far as like um kind of create like content creation the interesting thing though about this article while i agree with um what they were saying in it their specific example they kept using was netflix right and this has been a known fact like since house of cards came out that everything they did was like kind of like algorithm based like learning when it came to uh what viewers wanted to watch right the downside is that that's how you get movies like bright (laughs) you know um, in the case of uh, Cloverfield, it seems like it was like a half and half type of thing. Well, where it was more an acquisition. I had heard, yeah, per- Paramount uh, produced it. They kind of yeah. shelved it because they didn't know necessarily how to market it. And then Netflix grabbed it up from what I heard. That's interesting. Paramount didn't know how to market it. Yeah. But that means they didn't know how to market the last one either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they, uh, I mean, Paramount just really knows how to market Waco right now. <laughs> which i do want to watch but i do i do too um i feel like taylor kish is gonna ever play like characters like that now I, I mean it's a big change for him you know he was always like i don't know kid. did you did you see him in true detective too you know what i didn't <laughs> so maybe I, I, after that i was like he's gonna be doing characters like this forever he's oh not, really he's not really like a i mean i don't really he doesn't strike me as a guy that wants to do like movies or at least movies that are because i mean you saw his take on gambit Right, yeah, yeah. and I feel like that was the last time anyone really watched him in a in a character like that on screen. Yeah, probably. I I never thought he was that great of an actor. Like he was in John Carter Mars and stuff. Like yeah, that. like he like that 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 big budget. Right, like he's right, like right. you can tell he doesn't want to do that anymore. Well, that's probably a good thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but so like when I saw him in like those big budget movies, one the movies themselves weren't that great, but like he just wasn't great in them. But I feel like he's making that turn now where he's like, all right, I want to show people I can act. So yeah. like he's doing things like Waco and, I guess, True Detective, even though I didn't see it. Uh, <laughs> True Detective 2 was an interesting one. Uh, you know what? I will watch it at some point. only Because uh, I, am, I am intrigued. Like I, I know people like hate it. Some people were like, all right, like it started off all right. Like Vince Vaughn was not bad. Then it just kind of like tapered off. So... I want to give it a shot. Uh, I'll. I. I. I don't think I'm gonna be able to get uh, Allie to watch with me, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it on my own. 
Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see him like take roles like this now. But right. um, but with ten with the uh, Cloverfield, yeah. So like ten Cloverfield Lane kind of came out of nowhere. That was this, the second one that came out. Because uh, I even remember being like, "What? Wait, what is this movie?" Right, <laughs> like right, it just right. came out of nowhere. But so did the first Cloverfield. But even though that kind of came out of nowhere, the the marketing was like genius. For right, 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 right. Um, ten Cloverfield Lane was a little bit tougher because. It wasn't made to look like, you know, like a, re- you know, like um, the, Clo- or the original Cloverfield. Right. Like, sort of like a found footage kind of thing. Right. Um, so I guess maybe it was like similar to that, but maybe because like the other one had like John Goodman and stuff like and they right. could or they almost marketed it not as a Cloverfield film, even right. though it had Cloverfield in the title. Um, so I don't know. This one kind of has more connection i think to the original film right so maybe that's why they thought it was a little tougher to to market like what's the idea behind it basically right same thing happened with annihilation which is uh, alex garland's uh, sequel i mean not sequel but uh follow-up to ex machina he uh it was produced by um uh megan ellison's brother i can't remember his first name and like sort of the billionaire movie producers, and he just kind of like after some um, test screenings, he was basically like, I don't know what to do with this movie. Like it may get too heady in the third act, and there was like this whole weird like what's gonna happen with distribution. So now like Netflix is basically like it's gonna play on Netflix like pretty much everywhere outside of the United States and I think. China, and then it's gonna get like short releases here, and then Netflix, which right. is like, just because they ended up picking it up. But it was like to not have this, to not have confidence in something you had backed and like shot for so long, and from a pretty you know awesome filmmaker too, is just like to say it's too heady is like. I don't right. know. But we may start seeing a lot of this now. These films that like production companies have put money into. And now we're like, ooh, I don't know how to market. Ooh, is it going to make money? Right, right. Netflix, do you want to buy it? Right. And Netflix is like, fuck, yeah, like, why not? That's just more content that we can have. Right. You know? What's interesting, too, is that whereas most of the, like, back in the day, most movies that would get, like, a straight-to-DVD release are usually, like, like poor movies. Right. Or B-movies. What's interesting now is that you have movies that are, like, decent. Like, they're not, like, maybe not great movies, but right. they're, like, two-star, two-and-a-half stars. Like, ones that, are like, you know, reasonably you, you, you couldn't watch or if there was like a sequel to it or if they was able to get a sequel in my are you show. talking about bright jordan <laughs> <laughs> you know you know what's funny just to clarify is everyone listening we didn't hate bright <laughs> no, i didn't outright hate we, we bright, didn't hate bright it was just yeah. like everything about it was it was, it's gonna be that movie we joke about yeah it's just, it's just a movie that you joke yeah. about you know and to be fair maybe well like months later we'll think back and be like you know what we keep talking about it, so it must have had some type of an effect on yeah, us. Yeah, it's true. You know, um, but yeah, I think what's interesting is that you have a lot of movies that they're not great, but they're good, and like they get these like Netflix releases now. Right. Um, another thing that comes to mind too as a movie that got pulled in terms of distribution, like right before it's supposed to be released, mm-hmm. you know, the Gotti movie. <laughs> oh yeah, that's you know, right. I was watching the trailers for it, and you know, it's hard to say if it's going to be. A good movie or great John Travolta is not that good of an actor anymore, man. <laughs> yeah, but it looks like he kind of put some of whatever energy he had left, like his it. last hurrah. So yeah, right. you know, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I was like, I'd watch this, but I don't know if I'd want to 
go out my way to pay <laughs> 10 bucks to watch this all right you know? see uh, netflix has sort of changed i mean we uh, not sort of netflix has changed the landscape and we all know this but it's like you're gonna see a lot more it's like you know we can't figure out how to market this movie or we don't know if this movie is gonna be made and it's no sweat off of Netflix's back because it's like it's just more content for people to like be you know wanna use the service for. So right. even if a movie's shitty like on Netflix, it's like it doesn't matter. You just change it or you watch it because like, hey, I'm paying my ten bucks anyway. Right. You know. So, and also right, you said you remember like you were just saying. Like when we were kids, right? And you heard straight to video, you're like, woof, this movie had to be bad, right? Right, right. Straight to Netflix doesn't have that. You know, exactly. it doesn't have that stigma. So it's like you hear straight to Netflix and you're right. like, Ooh, yeah. Netflix yeah. <laughs> putting this out must be good, you yeah. know? So it it it's just things the landscape has changed a lot, which yeah. is intriguing, little scary, but you know, you gotta you gotta go with the times. So what are you gonna do? All right, all right. All right, I think all that's right. it. I think that's it. I think we're out. Yeah, let's uh, later shifters. Later shifters. Peace. Peace. Hey, shifters. ADM shift is myself, Jordan, and Joe. These episodes are recorded somewhere deep in the heart of Brooklyn and or Queens, probably Mill Basin or Howard Beach. Relax, we're just kidding. Production and research is spearheaded by myself and Joe. Editing is done by Joe. That music you hear at the beginning and end is by Atom Ra, who lets us use it out of the kindness of his heart. Until next time, hit us up on the gram at 8amshift or email us 8amshift at gmail.com. Comments, likes, and shares are truly appreciated. Holler at us.